Well, that season has rolled around again for us. The holiday movie season. It is um, that sort of, we have the summer blockbuster season, and then we have the holiday movie season, um, where we get those folks who are trying to get in maybe their last little bit of Oscar-nominated movies in, or maybe um, a nice warm holiday flick. But for me, being a a campus pastor and dealing with that, what I care about are the big blockbusters. And I would already have seen Hobbit Battle of the Five Armies if it had not been for my son getting sick. We We had it planned. We were ready to go, and that morning he woke up and he was not feeling well. Oh! He was, he was distraught because he was sick on a weekend, which, what's the point of being sick on a weekend? You, you don't get to miss school for that, but he had to miss the movie because he wasn't feeling good. But he made the call. He must have, feeling, must have been feeling pretty bad. If you are not familiar with The Hobbit, it starts initially as a book written several decades ago, 50-some years ago. It's a book. It's a tiny little book. I read it when I was in sixth grade. I, it's, a, it's, it's not hard. It, it's very thin. The movie, however, has been made into three separate movies by Peter Jackson. And the whole point is it's about a hobbit who is a type of being which is sort of a kind of a little person. Um, halfling thing, uh, you know. They have furry feet and kind of uh, pointed ears, but... Um, he gets, basically he gets conscripted into going on a quest with a bunch of dwarves to go rescue their homeland, their home, the, under a, their city under a mountain. And he gets sort of drafted and carried along to beat the dragon that's in the mountain um, and restore the dwarves' kingdom. It all leads then to the great big Lord of the Rings, which was already done as a movie, three cycles movie, gosh, far too long ago uh, for me. But it, there it is, and it sets the stage. One book, become, three books or three movies then, one book now, three movies. Because the, the filmmaker wants to broaden it out. He wants to pull it out a little bit in what we call, he's going to make... I always say he's re-mythologizing it. He's taking that one story and making connections to the stuff that happened in the other movies and the, and the other books. Why is this important? Well, at one point in the movie, one of the major sort of supporting characters in there is a wizard. His name is Gandalf. Makes, makes a comment along the lines that some of the other wizards believe that evil is defeated by the kings and the armies and the the big powerful people standing up against it. But Gandalf says he believes that evil is stopped and defeated in the everyday lives of ordinary people.
it almost feels too good to be true. If it's not going to be the powerful and the mighty who stop the, the evil in this world, how can it be us? How can it be the everyday, ordinary folk? It doesn't make sense. Until we look around. And we look at our powerful people. Our CEOs. Who don't really care about stopping evil as much as turning a profit. Our politicians who care more about being reelected and keeping their seat and whatever little power they can hold on to there. Our lawmakers are in gridlock. Where then? Where then shall we look? Well, we look to God. We say, well, God is big and powerful and mighty, right? Those are the words we use. Almighty, omniscient, omnipotent, powerful, just. Except how does God fully make himself known? And it matters that we are here together on this night, gathered in the darkness, not out of fear, but because God has revealed himself in the birth of a child, not born in the halls of power or in corporate, or, you know, to corporate CEO uh, families, but a child born to a young teenage mother in a barn. God agrees with Gandalf. If the world is to change, it happens in the midst of the everyday and ordinary. This one who is born in this uh, sort of backwater town is the one who shall take and face all of the evil, everything the world has to offer, will take it to the point of going to the grave And we will find that this one, this one born this night, is not overcome. All of the hatred, all of the envy, all of the greed, all of the special interests, all of the power that human beings want to wield is thrown against him, and he remains. And in the process, 
he has gone about and calls to himself the everyday and the ordinary people of the world to be with him, to stand with him, to follow him. that we might bear his name, his image, his word to the world. And so we gather here this night. Not in the morning, but at night. As a continued testament, as the light shines out of these windows, it is a testament to say, The light has shone in the world and the darkness has not overcome it. We become a living witness to this one who is born. Born in the midst of uncertainty and danger. That we may stand with those who live in uncertainty and danger. Whose lives are on the brink of existence. we may know that we are cared for. That no matter what the world can give us, in the end, our ultimate place is not the grave, but with God. This one has taken a child born among us. God made flesh. not to tackle power head-on and defeat it in open battle, but to take all it has and to transform it. That this new reality, this kingdom of God might be made known among us and that we might work towards it as well. And this one, born this night, comes to us, comes to us in water and word and in bread and in wine, that our lives might be strengthened, that our witness made louder, that we may be his people, united with him in these ways, so that we might forever rest in him. It almost seems too good to be true. But this has been proclaimed for 2,000 years. People have staked their lives upon it and we have seen glimpses of the kingdom in their realities. We've seen, we have seen Christ made known to us in those actions. We have seen the humble change things. We have seen people stand in the in the midst of the brokenness of the world and bring about reconciliation and wholeness and healing. 
That is where it starts. This is where it starts. This is our hope. That Christ comes among us as one of us. To change our lives and to change our world. That we might live with him forever. Thanks be to God. Amen.